Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys tight end value picks, as well as these tight ends that I just think are must-draft candidates. Now, these are not guys that are going in the first couple of rounds. These are guys going much later in the draft. You could technically consider them sleepers, but I just think they're value picks that you want to make sure that you draft in your fantasy football draft come draft time. Now, before I get in the video, I'd like to ask if you guys could please click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I post content every single day to help you guys win your fantasy football championship. So I'd really appreciate if you could click that subscribe button down below. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Tight end values for fantasy football 2020 right now. Also, follow me on Twitter at NotoriousFNTSY. Let's get right into it. So the first guy here, tight end Hayden Hurst, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens, now of the Atlanta Falcons. His FFPC ADP right now, 78 point 63 six foot five 250 pounds a real big boy Hayden Hurst was a rookie last season now a sophomore in the NFL switching teams now Hayden Hurst is now an Atlanta Falcon tight end number 13 according to ADP now last season he finished as tight end number 34 in 2019 playing in 16 games but what you have to understand about the fact that he finished so low is because Mark Andrews was ahead of him in the depth chart Mark Andrews emerged last year as a very talented player but Hayden Hurst didn't show that he was terrible he showed that he was definitely a worthy tight end in the NFL or and for the Baltimore Ravens offense but he did end up getting shipped off to Atlanta because the Atlanta Falcons got shipped Austin Hooper to the Cleveland Browns they wanted to bring a new guy in there and they pretty much brought in Hayden Hurst to be Austin Hooper Jr. or a guy who might even be better than Austin Hooper now 40 targets last season 2.5 per game 36 at tight end 30 receptions 1.9 per game 35th at tight end and two total touchdowns but what I want to make the clear point of here is that Hayden Hurst is far better than these stats if we look at Atlanta last season in Atlanta Hooper put up these numbers in 13 games as tight end number six on the year he had 97 targets 7.5 per game six the tight end he didn't even play a full season he missed three goddamn games and he was almost at over 100 targets 75 receptions 5.8 per game fifth at tight end 787 receiving yards 60.7 per game sixth at tight end and six total touchdowns fourth at tight end and the Atlanta Falcons offense was number one in pass plays per game now I make this joke in every single video where I talk about Hayden Hurst the coach the offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter of the Atlanta Falcons legitimately you know how in that one episode of the league if you've ever seen it Ruxin's roster baiting on his bed just looking at the, his team he's like oh my god this is so good that's what Dirk Cutter does to looking at a fucking tight end roster he just goes off to it he sees Hayden Hurst he got him Hayden Hurst is going to ball the fuck out this year Dirk Cutter instills the game plan to make sure that the tight end can get the ball and the team is exactly pretty much the same as last year. Same key pieces, Julio, Calvin Ridley, and just a new tight end, the replacement for Austin Hooper, as well as an injury-prone running back. Shout out to Todd Gurley and Devontae Freeman. I really think this is going to be Hayden Hurst's year. He's by far my favorite. That's why he's number one on this list, even though he's not the guy going highest in your fantasy football drafts. At tight end number 13, this guy is a complete and utter steal. This Atlanta Falcons offense is going to be humming. If you notice and you go and type in Matt Ryan's stats, what Matt Ryan does in fantasy is he 
has a great year in fantasy football, like an amazing year, top five quarterback. And then the next year, he's like top 12. He's just okay, like quarterback 10. And then he goes up and down, up and down, up and down every single year. So last year was his down year. He did not finish as that top five quarterback. This year will be the up year for him. And I think Hayden Hurst is going to be a huge benefactor of that. I think Hayden Hurst has a wonderful season. I would be very surprised if Atlanta wasn't close to number one in pass plays per game yet again. They obviously have Todd Gurley. And Dirk Cutter came out and said, I don't even know how many times we can give the ball to Todd Gurley because we don't know his health situation. So what that tells me is they're still going to be looking to pass the ball a lot. And they play in a division with the Panthers, with the Saints, and with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where those games are always very high scoring. If you ever look back, you can see these games are absolute shootouts regardless of who's playing in the game. The Panthers suck and they're still playing good against the Saints or putting up points against teams like that. That's how you know that this division is a good division for that. And the Atlanta Falcons defense is not very good, which is also makes the offense better because they're going to have to pass the ball because they are going to be down in the game. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be one of the, honestly, I think he is going to become a top six tight end. I said in a bold prediction video with Bush, you can check it out on my channel I made last week. I said that Hayden Hurst would be a top six tight end. I honestly believe that the Atlanta Falcons use the tight end so well that if Hayden Hurst isn't in the top six, I would be very, very, very surprised come the end of the season. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please click that subscribe button down below and let me know who your guys must draft tight end that goes later for you this season. Now, my number two guy here, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, Mike Gesicki. Uh, FFPC ADP 79.42 so he goes around where Mr. Hayden Hurst gets drafted. 6'6", 247. Fucking huge guy. But this is what I want to note here. This screen, I typically don't really talk about too much about it, but look at this. Uh, coming out of college, his 40-yard dash, 96th percentile. Speed score, 95th percentile. His burst score, 99th percentile. Agility score, 99th percentile. And 100th percent catch radius. This guy might be the most athletic tight end in the league. He could become the most talented tight end in the league if the opportunities are given to him. So I'm going to read you guys his stats from last year, but I'm going to be honest with you. He's ranked number two at my tight ends for that. I see a lot of value in because I'm a bit worried actually about something I'm going to bring up after this. So tight end number 12 last year and he is tight end number 12 at ADP for this season playing in 15 games last year 9.1 PPR points per game 13th at tight end but his target numbers were very high 89 targets 5.9 per game 7th at tight end 51 receptions 3.4 per game 12th at tight end 570 receiving yards 38.0 per game 12th at tight end 5 red zone receptions 24th at tight end and 5 total touchdowns 8th at tight end the biggest concern there's two concerns for me the first concern is what happens when Ryan Fitzmagic is gone is Tua the guy that's going to pass the ball to Mike Kosicki. How many games do you think Tua plays versus Fitzmagic? I think it's honestly might be an 8-8 eight and eight split or maybe Tua gets maybe six games. I don't think that there's a... Honestly, I don't think there's any outcome where Tua doesn't play at least six games this season unless Ryan Fitzmagic is leading us all the way to the promised land and to the playoffs. I think Mike Gesicki is going to have a good year based upon those stats last year. It's very easy to finish as a top 12 tight end. You have to understand this. Any given Joe Schmo could finish as a top 12 fucking tight end, but what matters is having the breakout guy you draft later that becomes a top 5 guy, a top 8 guy to really help you win your league. So the biggest point against Mike 
Mike Gusicki here. We're going to play a bit of devil's advocate here. Is the problem with what happened when Preston Williams was on the field versus when Preston Williams was not on the field in split is games Mike Gusicki played with Preston Williams on the field. That's the in split, the left side of the picture. So in split is seven games versus out of split, eight games. In split with Preston Williams in the game, he played seven total games at an average 6.54 PPR points per game, three receptions per game, zero touchdowns, 4.43 targets, and 35.43 yards per game. So those are not very good stats. But once Preston Williams got hurt, out of split in eight games without Preston Williams, 11.53 points per game, 3.75 receptions. So he's averaging more points, more receptions, way more targets. He goes from 4.43 targets to 7.25, and he starts scoring touchdowns. Now, he scored no touchdowns in those first seven games with Preston Williams, and now he's certainly being able to find the end zone. His targets, 7.25 targets per game, and his receiving yards, 40.25 this doesn't concern you, I don't understand how this could not concern you. He was playing so much worse when Preston Williams was on the field. The same case goes with Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, when Preston Williams was healthy, was a fucking bum. He broke out in the back half of the season after Preston Williams ended up getting hurt. So that is a huge worry for me. Will people look at this and be scared? Will people look at this and not care? And most people aren't even talking about this. That's why I figured I'd bring it up. I still think Mike Gesicki could have a great year, but I have Hayden Hurst above him for these reasons. Now, the third breakout tight end here is Janu Smith, or must own tight end, Janu Smith, tight end of the Tennessee Titans, FFPC, ADP 108, so he goes the latest out of all these guys we've seen so far, 6'3", 248 pounds, and his workout metrics are pretty good, 88th percentile, 40, 83rd percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, 46th percentile agility score, and 82nd percentile catch radius. Janu Smith, tight end of the Tennessee Titans is ADP right now is tight end number 17, so he goes by far lower than any of those guys, but the next guy that I talk about, the final guy at number 4, goes the furthest down in the draft. Tight end number 20 last season, playing in 15 games, but obviously Delaney Walker was there for some of those games. 7.0 PPR points per game, 21st at tight end, 45 targets, 3.0 per game, 31st at tight end, 35 receptions, 2.3 per game, 26th at tight end, 439 receiving yards, 29.3 per game, 19th at tight end, 5 red zone receptions, 24th at tight end, and 3 total touchdowns touchdowns 19th at tight end. So what really proved to me that Janu Smith is going to be good this season is this right here. This is the splits in the games with Delaney Walker and without Delaney Walker, and I didn't put this in the video, but he played much better when Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback, obviously, but I wouldn't necessarily say that those two correlate because Delaney Walker was in those games early with Mariota, and then afterwards, it became Ryan Tannehill when they started to get good. Now, if you look, he has five games in split with Delaney Walker versus 10 without. In the games with Mr. Delaney Walker in the lineup, 3.34 PPR points per game, 1.2 reception per game, 1.8 targets, and 19.4 Yards. So nothing really good. But once Delaney Walker got hurt, and now Delaney Walker's not even there anymore, Janu Smith became the alpha tight end on that roster, and probably the second best option on the team besides A.J. Brown, which is very important to note because Corey Davis, while I think he's kind of a good value in fantasy because I, he just goes so late, he's a first-round talent, maybe he pulls a Devontae Parker and breaks out five years into his NFL career, but Janu Smith is probably the second best option for Tannehill to dump the ball off because Derrick Henry has stone hands. 8.8 PPR points per game. 
out of split. So games without Delaney Walker, 2.9 receptions, 3.6 targets, and 34.2 receiving yards per game. So he's playing by far and away better once he became the starting tight end. I think they're going to look to use him a lot more. Now, Ryan Tannehill isn't necessarily some guy like Phillip Rivers, who he just has the tunnel vision eyes. He's like, beep, 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 tight end, boom, and he just fucking fires it to him. But he's still going to be getting the looks that he wants. And teams that are good at running can typically have a pretty good tight end as well, especially one that's good at blocking. Janu Smith's a pretty big guy. He'll be out there blocking as well. I think Janu Smith is going to be looking very fine in fantasy football 2020. Now, I'm not completely bought into him. Like, a lot of analysts are talking about, holy shit, this guy's the next great Mark Andrews like last season. I personally think Hayden Hurst is the Mark Andrews from last season, even though they were on the same team, now on different teams. But I think Janu Smith is going to have a great season. And if you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please click that subscribe button. And if you want to shout out in next video or the video after, after that, leave code, just type something out in the comments and leave Dolphin in there. I'll make sure to shout you out. There's shout outs at the end of this video. The final guy here, Jackie Jack Doyle, 6'5", 254 pounds, FFPC ADP 119. So he goes by far the latest. Now, why do I like Jack Doyle? It's simple. Jack Doyle goes, to, he's on Indianapolis, right? Last year, Everyone talks about Ebron. Ebron's not really good. He's getting hurt. They're blah, blah, blah. They flip every week. Jack Doyle's good one week, then it's Ebron. Then it's Ebron, then it's Doyle. Ebron, Doyle. Ebron, Doyle. Now, Ebron's fucking gone. He's in Pittsburgh. Now, tight end number 19 at uh, ADP-wise is going to finish amazing. Last year, tight end 15, playing 16 games with, with, with Eric Ebron being there. Now, Eric Ebron's fucking gone. 7.0 7.0 PPR points per game, 21st at tight end, 72 targets, 4.5 per game, 13th at tight end, 43 receptions, 2.7 per game, 14th at tight end, 448 receiving yards, 28.0 per game, 17th at tight end, 6 red zone receptions, 20th at tight end, and 4 total touchdowns. Now, none of these stats are going to make you say, oh my god, I really need to fucking draft Jack Doyle, Nick, you're fucking right. Looking at these next stats for Jack Doyle really shows me why I really love to draft him this year and why I think he's going to be very, very, very underlooked in fantasy this season. Phillip Rivers, in his whole career, he is now the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, I assume. I mean, Brissett could start, but really, it's Phillip Rivers. In Phillip Rivers' whole career, his tight end average is number 7.7, so in the rankings-wise, he finishes as a top 7.7 tight end every year, pretty much top 8 tight end every single year Philip Rivers is throwing the ball to. Frank Reich, the guy who is going to be calling plays, the guy who is going to be getting the guys into the game, averages 175 targets to the tight end group. Now, that doesn't mean Jack Doyle is going to get 175 targets. Mo Ali Cox is still there. There's other guys there. So, Jack Doyle is probably going to get 100 of those. Maybe he could get 110 of those, but... I mean, Jack Doyle, he's, he's a good tight end. He's a safe tight end. He's a guy that you go with late that has upside to finish high. If Phillip Rivers can stay healthy, that man, like I made the joke earlier, how he fucking puts the binoculars on, the heat-seeking missiles, beep, 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 and it says target acquired, and it just fucking flies out of his hand at a million miles an hour, just like his sperm flies out into his wife because he has like 12 million kids. Shout out to Philip Rivers. I think Jack Doyle is going to have a great season based off of those stats, and I think that a lot of people are underlooking him due to the fact that he's not a sexy pick. He's like this 30-year-old dude. Oh, Jack Doyle, you know who he is. He's fine. He's okay. No, he's going to be fucking great this season, and people are going to be very disappointed when they miss out on my main man, Jack Doyle. Doyle. So right now we are going to give the shout outs of the video. Make sure you guys leave the comment of with Dolphin in it. And I'll make sure to shout you guys out soon. So right here we got Sunset, Leafs D sucks, Anthony Blocker, Skate, 
uh, Brady S, Billy Smith 1974, Josh A, and Al Pal. Shout out to all of you guys. I will make sure to shout out everyone in the next video that leaves the comment. I love each and every single one of you guys. Thank you guys for helping me grow so fast. It really does mean a lot to me. Make sure to check out my sponsor, Drafters, down below. Come draft with me. We're going to be doing some best ball drafts down below. I love each and every single one of you guys. Make sure to have a great rest of your day. Click that fucking subscribe button. I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video. Goodbye, my friends.